0: Welcome to the Mariners Podcast from Sports Ethos, your place for worldwide sports coverage. I'm your host, Tino Ganassius. You can find me on Twitter at TinoJr20 and the podcast at EthosMariners. Today we're going to recap yesterday's game between the Seattle Mariners and the Miami Marlins. We will talk about Bryce Miller's start, the positive signs we saw from this start, Uh, Ty Adcock, who came in and pitched two innings of... Scoreless relief for the Mariners. This was his Major League debut. Uh, a little bit about the bats and some of the positive signs that we've been seeing from the Mariners' bats. And then preview today's pitching matchup of George Kirby against Edward Cabrera. Mariners won yesterday 8-1. Uh, by the end of the second inning, it was 6-0 Mariners. Mariners were facing Jesus Lazardo, who is a, very, a quality Major League starter and a former top prospect. And they really teed off on Lizardo uh, in the first couple of innings. Final score ended up 8-1. Mariners had 10 hits. Marlins only had one hit. So the Mariners pitchers combined on a one hitter. uh, Two errors from the Marlins, one from the Mariners. So where do we start? Bryce Miller went six innings, one hit, one run. It was earned three walks, six strikeouts to go to four and three with a 4.06 ERA. Uh, he had he threw 13 first pitch strikes to 21 batters and really looked like the Bryce Miller that we uh, saw the first five starts. He looked uh, fantastic. We'll run through uh, a bit more detail of his of his pitching performance in a minute here. Uh, Ty Adcock went two innings, um, as I stated earlier, no hits, no runs, no walks, no K's, and then Gabe Spire came in in the ninth and pitched one inning. And got one strikeout. On the hitting side. Uh, J.P. Crawford went two for four. Scored two runs. He also walked. He really did what he's supposed to do at the top of the lineup. Uh, Julio Rodriguez one for four. With a run in an RBI. Ty France had a three run home run. and a walk. Uh, Taylor Hernandez two for four. Uh, Eugenio Suarez went two for four. With a home run. And then Tom Murphy also went two for four. With a home run. So. The bats came alive. Um, I think it's a bit uh, people are are sleeping on the fact that the Mariners have really started to hit quite a bit. Uh, you hear a lot less rumblings, especially on Twitter, about the Mariners and their uh, lack of offense and lack of activity during the off season. And I think part of that is because the Mariners have really uh, started to swing the bats a lot better over the last uh, couple of weeks or so. So first inning uh was great signs from Bryce Miller. Um Luisa Rise uh, was our leadoff hitter. He's was hitting 397 coming into this game. Uh Miller challenged him with a couple of fastballs that were uh belt high, but the big thing with the fastballs that I really love from him and have been calling for is these fastballs were were belt high, but they were off the plate and inside. Um, I guess one was a borderline strike, but, but they were, you know, he was really challenging um, a rise inside and, and trying to back him off the plate. And that's a, that's something that I think the all Mariners pitchers really do need to focus on doing a lot more. Um, as we talked about with George Kirby and uh, his previous start, you know, when you're not, backing hitters off the plate, they feel comfortable lunging and it's a, a a much easier at bat. And so these first two pitches to Luis Arise, I think were a statement um, on the part of Bryce Miller, whether he intended to or not Uh, Luis Arise ended up lining out to first base Uh, Jorge Soler, their best power hitter came up second. He saw six pitches and it was fastball two sliders and then three more fastballs. But the first five pitches, everything was low and outside and mixing fastball slider to a right hander, but staying low and outside, I think is, is a a good approach, especially against a player like Soler, where you don't want to get into their power zone. He bounced both sliders, which I also liked because I think that means that he's trying to get hitters to chase and not just pumping fastballs over and over again. And then three, two count, Six pitch of the at bat was a high fastball that he got Solaire to swing at. And this was an example of changing eye level, right? And getting, you know, moving around the zone and using, I think, breaking balls with intention, bouncing two sliders and throwing strikes with the fastball, loan away to Solaire, had him focusing loan away. And you come up with the fastball in a 3 2 count, and it's difficult for hitter to lay off of it. So that's, I think an example of some of the growth that we're starting to see with Bryce Miller. He's starting to understand how to pitch a little more. I'm sure he's getting coached on this quite a bit as well. And then Brian De La Cruz was their three hitter. He's a three-pitch strikeout on three fastballs. The first pitch was a middle-middle fastball, and this was the first pitch from Bryce Miller in the first inning that was really down the middle. Uh, But then he had a high and outside strike, and then he came high and inside off the plate for a swinging strike three. Uh, 0-2 counts major league pitchers really should not be throwing uh, anything in the strike zone. Oh, two, it should be a wasted pitch, whether to set up the next pitch or to um, try to get the hitter to chase. And whether Bryce Miller was trying to come up and in off the plate to back De La Cruz off to throw a slider one, two, or he was trying to get him to swing at it. It was effective. I love the way he was moving around the zone. I love the sequence of, uh, these pitches, he came inside to a rise and challenged him. He was going low, low and away to Soler until the 3-2 count where he went up and out of the zone. And then De La Cruz goes 0-2 on two fastballs, but then up and in with the fastball. And even if he didn't swing at it again, he would have set him up for a low and outside slider. So really brilliant pitching from Bryce Miller in the first. let uh, It was 11 pitches total, nine fastballs, two sliders. And the, the only middle-middle pitch was the uh, first fastball to De La Cruz. In the bottom of the first, Mariners' bats um, heated up a little bit. J.P. Crawford had a five-pitch double. Uh, Julio was called out on strike three on pitch six of his at-bat. This was a slider that was belt high, but um, very visibly out of the zone. He was frustrated. Uh, it's hard to watch because you know, clearly he recognized that it wasn't a strike and uh, didn't swing and was called out anyways. Ty France struck out on five pitches, and then uh, Teo Hernandez doubled um, on the third pitch he saw. All the pitches were low. It went slider, change, sliders, 109 off the bat, but a good at-bat from from Teo uh, to hit that double and drive the runner in. Uh, Gino Suarez, four-pitch, fly ball to left field but it was a fly ball that was on a line but directly to brian de la cruz who historically has been a very reliable actually a plus uh defensive outfielder and de la cruz flat out dropped the fly ball i don't know if it was sight line or playing in a new stadium there's something going on but he dropped it uh tail scored Gino got on on the air, and then uh, A.J. Pollock had a seven-pitch at-bat in which he popped out to second base. Interestingly, with uh, Pollock, the Marlins – I think I saw this earlier in the season, too – avoided throwing fastballs in the zone to Pollock. It was a lot of breaking stuff, um, demonstratively more breaking stuff to Pollock than to any other uh, Mariners hitter. So top two, Bryce Miller comes out for the second inning. Five-pitch walk walk to – to Cooper their first baseman uh, they're all fastballs all were outside five pitch walk to Jesus Sanchez all were inside now it should be said that Cooper's right-handed Sanchez is left-handed you wonder if it's uh, with something going on with his release point uh, that had the ball kind of um, running away and outside to right-handed hitters and inside to left-handed hitters but all inside fastballs five pitch walk you have two out or two on no outs you uh, I'm sure most Mariners fans were wondering, oh no, is this where Bryce Miller implodes again? What's going on? Six pitch at bat to Gene Segura ends up in a 4-3 double play. Uh, Four fastballs, two sliders. Um, Segura had two middle-middle fastballs to hit, uh, but against a player or hitter like Gene Segura, who has not done much damage this season, I don't think that's a bad strategy to try to fill the zone against him. And then John Birdie came up with a runner on third and two outs. It was a seven-pitch flyout to center field. All seven pitches were fastballs. Uh, the strikes were up and away from him, but nothing middle-middle. It's clear that the strategy from Miller was to pump fastballs to hitters that he did not feel threatened by um, and save the off-speed for uh, hitters like Solaire. So we got out of this inning was 23 pitches in this inning, 21 fastballs and two sliders. Pretty crazy pitch mix. Uh, Gene Segura was the only hitter with two middle-middle uh, pitches to hit. Again, this is a, a good sign to me when Bryce Miller is avoiding um, throwing pitches right down the middle, uh, whether it's intentional or not. So through two innings, he threw one middle-middle fastball to De La Cruz and then two to Segura. So coming out of the top of the second, it's 2-0 Mariners. Mariners come up, bottom two, uh, three-pitch ground out. Dylan Moore, Tom Murphy on the fourth pitch, he sees, he hits a double down the left field line. It's really nice at bat. Uh, All the pitches were kind of on the frame of the strike zone and not down the middle, and he hit a slider that was low and in uh, for for the double. Um, Nice at bat for Tom Murphy. Uh, Jose Caballero is hit on the first pitch. What's funny about it was that it was actually, it was a ball, but it was actually above the strike zone and not inside. He certainly leaned into this one. Um, So first and second one out, uh, J.P. Crawford, uh, four pitch, fielder's choice, 5-4. He had three strikes to hit and ends up uh, with the fielder's choice. And then Julio with two outs on the second pitch, he sees uh, singles to right field. He was jammed um on a fastball inside but he's able to fight it off and you know the strength of julio is able to dump it into right field for the rbi so two on two outs Ty france fourth pitch uh slider that was low in the zone but um in the middle and he hit it out uh 106 four off the bat for a three run home run 29 degree launch angle 420 feet really you know kind of it's a nice home run from Ty France was not expected. Uh, he certainly was looking slider in that, in that instance here, or he had to have been looking slider in my opinion, in that instance. Uh, so Mariners are now up six, nothing. Uh, Tell Hernandez ground, ground out to short. Top three, uh, Nick Fortis, three pitch K um, fastball, belt high and out of half fastball, low and in both strikes. Then a sweeper that was belt high outer half. I think he. I don't think he was looking sweeper. Jonathan Davis, their center fielder, four pitch strikeout, and then uh, Luis Arise first pitch ground ground out to uh, to the pitcher. Eight pitches in the top of third, very economical. Seven fastballs, one sweeper. The only middle middle pitch was to Arise again. It's pretty clear that he was trying to challenge him there. Uh, Managers don't score in the bottom of the third. Top four. Jorge Soler, six-pitch walk, uh, three fastballs, three sliders. De La Cruz, four-pitch pop to second. Uh, Cooper, five-pitch strikeout. Um, And then Jesus Sanchez, two-pitch ground out to short. But the difference in the top of the fourth for Bryce Miller was that he was down the middle of the zone quite a bit more. Uh, Three of the four hitters had middle-middle pitches to hit. Uh, I do wonder if he was starting to tire a little bit in the top of the fourth. Um, That's what I had in my notes, tiring question mark. Uh, Mariners don't score in the bottom of the fourth, top five. Gene Segura, uh, two-pitch ground out. Um, He had a couple of middle-middle-ish type pitches to hit. Again, this might be the strategy to challenge Segura since he hasn't hit this year, but um, still a sign of fatigue a little bit for me uh John birdie five pitch fly out had a middle middle fastball to hit didn't hit it uh but then two sliders down, one that was blown away um then had a strike that was called a ball, but a nice approach from Bryce Miller throwing those sliders blown away uh and then so no hits for the Marlins through four and two thirds Nick Fortes comes up fourth pitch of his at bat with two outs hit a solo home run out to left field. Uh, He threw two sliders, both were uh, like outside corner and down, one was fouled off, one was called a ball, and then a sweeper that was high for a ball. The pitch that he hit out was a fastball that was up and slightly inside. I think the process was good in that uh, it was a 2-1 count, but he was trying to come up and in. He didn't get up and in enough. Um, If he would have gotten a strike on that fastball up and in, he could have gone low and away 2-2 for looking for a strikeout. So I have, in my notes, good process, bad execution. Uh, And then Jonathan Davis flew out uh, to right field on all – he saw five pitches, all fastballs. So it was a good recovery from Bryce Miller after giving up that home run. Uh, Huascar Brazoban uh, relieved Jesus Lazardo, Gino Hernandez – or Gino Hernandez. (laughs) Gino Suarez uh, hit the first pitch he saw with one out. Um, out to right center field for a home run. It was a 97-mile-an-hour fastball. That was middle-middle, 105 off the bat. I bring this up in part because uh, a lot of folks have been really really hard on um, Gino Suarez, myself included, recently because he hasn't been producing the power that that, uh, folks expect. Um, The low 200s average is something that is pretty predictable with Suarez at this point, but you expect him to hit between 25 and 30 home runs, and he is, I think this was his seventh home run on the year um, last night, and but it was a good sign. He hit it off of, you know, there'd been little talk about his bat slowing down potentially. He may have been cheating a little bit, but it was on a 97-mile-an-hour fastball, and he was able to hit it out to right center. So a good sign from Gino. Uh, Mariners go up 7-1 at this point in time. Ty Adcock relieved uh, Bryce Miller in the top of the seventh. Uh, in the sixth, Luis Ariz hit the seventh pitch to ground out to short. Uh, Jorge Soler hit the first pitch to uh, to ground out to third, which I think did Bryce Miller a favor by swinging at the first pitch. And then Brian De La Cruz struck out um, on six pitches to be the last batter that Bryce Miller faced. I'd like to dig into his at-bat a bit because this is, you know, you're talking about getting deeper into the game for Bryce Miller in the in the top of the sixth inning, five and two-thirds innings already, close to 90 pitches. And everything that he threw to De La Cruz was um, on the outside rail of the strike zone. He threw two sliders that were low and outside. It was a 2-0 count. He battled back and threw a slider for a called strike. And then two fastballs that were low and outside and then belt high outside the slider loan outside for uh, the called strike three on the sixth pitch. The fact that he's going fastball slider back and forth, able to throw the slider on the corner loan outside for a strike is what we hadn't seen from Bryce Miller a ton up until this game. Um, He's learning how to pitch, right? He's learning that his fastball is more effective. If he's able to spot that slider loan outside, I think it's the development of Bryce Miller is what we're seeing And it's hugely positive signs for the Mariners if Bryce Miller is able to learn how to build off of this uh, elite fastball. So really, really nice inning for Bryce Miller in the top of the sixth. Um, Again, just, I think, a demonstration of the fact that he is learning how to pitch. Uh, Ty Adcock came in to relieve uh, Bryce Miller. Uh, Adcock is a 26-year-old right-handed reliever. He had been in double-A, a uh, quick ascent to the Mariners. Um, I think he started in single-A this season. He threw nine fastballs, seven sliders, and six cutters in this game. He didn't give up any uh, any hits, any walks, any runs. He also did not strike anyone out. Uh, He got a 6-3 ground out from Cooper, a 6-3 ground out from Jesus Sanchez, uh, it was an E five to get for J- Gene Segura to get on base, and then he got uh John Birdie to ground up to ground out to Ty France. Then top eight, uh Nick Fortes lined out to shortstop on the first pitch, and then Jonathan Davis had a ground out, and Luis Ariz had a ground out. So, ton of ground balls. Um, again nine fastballs, he that ranged between ninety five nine and ninety seven nine. Uh. As far as velocity, uh, seven sliders averaged 84.5 on the slider and then six cutters, which averaged 86.8. Effective outing, I don't know that you could really take much about his effectiveness moving forward from this outing. He got one swing and miss on five swings with the fastball and then no other um, no other swings and miss on the slider or the cutter. So one swing and miss on 12 pitches, that percentage, 8% is not great, but small sample size, so we'll wait to, to or reserve judgment for Tyadcock until we have a little bit, um, more data, but effective. And, uh, I think that, you know, the Mariners kind of print, uh, effective right-handed relievers and Ty Adcock is just the, the next one in that, in that line. Um, bottom eight, Tom Murphy hit a solo home run on the first pitch he saw. Uh, it was a, uh, Middle height, slightly outer half sinker at 95 miles an hour is a bit, I have that it was a pitch that was a bit up in part because I think that the uh, Marlins pitcher was trying to hammer the bottom of the strike zone with the sinker, and he hit it out to center field as well. And what this brings me to is, I don't know for a fact that uh, the Mariners have pushed or preached um, trying to drive the ball to um center field and to right center for right-handed hitters. But it very much looks like that's the approach from a lot of the Mariners hitters. I think naturally Julio Rodriguez and Ty France are hitters that do push a lot of pitch or a lot of hits to right center field. Um into center. I think they, especially Julio is is very comfortable doing that. Uh We've seen Tailscar Hernandez hit a lot of balls to right center field. Uh, Eugenio Suarez hit his home run to right center. Um, and then Tom Murphy hitting his home run to right center. It's It looks like it's a part of the approach from um, the Mariners uh, hitting coach. And again, I don't know that um, that for sure, but that's what I see. What are the advantages of that? I think that there's a lot to be said for um, being able to hit a fastball out to right center and then getting around on breaking stuff because you're starting the bat a little bit early. Uh, I was always taught to try to hit the ball as a left-handed hitter to to left center field. Um, You can hit it that way hard in line drives. But what's interesting is it runs very counter to um, kind of present day philosophy of trying to get out in front of the ball as a hitter and lift it uh, pull side numbers say that it's uh, you hit more home, run, home runs with that approach, that it's, you know, it's, I always call it the Justin Turner approach of trying to get out in front of the fastball and lift it uh, down the line, but it's proven to be a very sound approach for power. And if the Mariners are in fact, not teaching that um I wonder if it is the right approach for one, if it's intentional for two, and if at all it is park-driven. Given that uh, Seiko has at least Seiko, T-Mobile has at least historically uh, proven to be a a bit of a pitcher's park, and then the Mariners also play in Texas or against Texas and Oakland uh, in division, which are also uh, pretty hardcore pitchers' parks. So. I don't know for a fact I'd love to have a conversation with the Mariners staff to see, you know, if that is the case. That's what I see especially when you see hitters like Suarez and Murphy hitting home runs to center field or to right center. Uh I pulled up Teoscar Hernandez's uh batted ball chart on FanGraphs just to just to see if there was any sort of confirmation here and it looks like at least for Teo you know the forty-two point four percent poll is similar to twenty-two. Whereas forty-two percent, twenty-one, it was forty-six or forty-two point six percent. So those are all right in line with Teo. Um, I have not pulled up Suarez or or Murphy, but just an interesting thing to watch. You know to see if that is a part of the Mariners' approach or not. Um, that's what I've observed. Uh, looks like A. Eugenio Suarez forty-four point eight percent poll this season. Uh, Previous season, it was 46-3. In 21, it was 47-2. And then he was in the 50s in 19 and 20. Part of that could be a slight reduction in bat speed as well, but just something to keep an eye on. All right, so again, Mariners win, 8-1. Bryce Miller was brilliant. Six innings, one hit, six Ks, one run. Ty Adcock and Gabe Spire closed out the last three innings. Mariners win. Um no other real notes on Mariner's pitching. Uh, Again, let's just hope that Bryce Miller can carry it through to the next start. Today's game is a 640 first pitch. It is George Kirby against Edward Cabrera. Um, This is a fascinating pitching matchup uh, for me. I love both pitchers, both fantasy and real life. Kirby is 25 years old. He's coming into the game with a 5-5 five and five record, 3.50 ERA and a 1.11 whip. Uh, we've talked a bit about some of his struggles recently. Uh, George Kirby probably has the best control and command of any pitcher in the major leagues. I don't think that's a stretch. But he's getting fewer swings and misses every year. Uh, and, you know, as I spoke of on the last pod, um, the last post-George Kirby start, he needs to make the batter... Uncomfortable. He needs to come inside. He needs to throw the sinker at the legs of a left-handed hitter to get him to back off and have a tailback for potentially a strike. I'd like to see him come up and in um, on right-handers a bit more to make his uh, slider and curveball more effective. He just needs to be a little more aggressive um, and throw fewer strikes. Two percent walk rate in my mind says that the batter is going to be comfortable despite the fact that George Kirby can throw a 98-mile-an-hour fastball. So watch his command. Watch to see if when he's missing the strike zone, whether it looks to be him actually missing and close to the zone or purpose pitches outside of the zone or up and in in an effort to back the hitter off. Uh, That's what I'll be looking for with Kirby. And then Edward Cabrera, also 25 years old, 6'5", 217 he was signed by the Marlins out of the Dominican Republic in 2015. Uh, he is arbitration eligible in 26, and he's not a free agent until 2029. So the Marlins have five plus years of uh, team control with Edward Cabrera. Dynamite arm, incredible arm. Uh, doesn't always know where it's going. Five and four with a 4.29 ERA so far this season, a 138 whip. The high whip is a product of the 14% walk rate, but he has struck out 80 batters in 63 innings. Uh, His BABIP, his left on base, those things are pretty much league average. He does have a 53.6% ground ball rate, very much a ground ball pitcher, and a 13.2% swinging strike rate. He does have demonstrative or uh, pretty telling um, platoon splits. Uh, versus left handers this year, he's surrendering a 161 average and a 576 OPS. Versus right handers, it's 274 with an 835 OPS. Uh, part of that reverse split could be that he leads with his changeup. And so his changeup, he throws 30.6% of the time. Um, it is only surrendering a 195 average and he throws it averages 92 seven on the changeup, which is wild to think about. But a changeup from a right hander is typically a pitch that you would throw to a lefty. And so throwing it to right handers, um, the natural movement of the changeup is to dive a little bit back towards the bat. And that might be part of the reason why he has um more trouble with right-handed uh hitters. His fastball, he throws 27% of the time, averages 96 miles an hour. Then his curve, 24% of the time. Um, I think the leading with that change and then throwing fastball to right-handers is why uh, that average is slightly higher. In his first 11 starts, he gave up no fewer than two earned runs in each start. And so he struggled a bit out of the gates, especially considering uh how well he pitched towards the end of last season. But in his last two starts, uh on June 2nd against Oakland, he went six innings, four hits, no runs, one walk, ten strikeouts. And then on the seventh against the Royals, five innings, two hits, one run, earned two walks, four K's. So his last two starts have been very good. Uh he start looks like he's gotten some of the the command and control in line. Um Funny, his the pitchers that were similar to Cabrera, uh, with velocity and movement, according to Baseball Savant, were 2021 Garrett Cole, 2023 Luis L. Ortiz, who was a big power pitcher for the Pirates, a rookie, and George Kirby, 2023. So, velocity and movement of the two pitchers going tonight are seen to be very similar. Um, He does throw, so I mentioned, 31% change, 27% seam, 24% curveball, 9% slider, uh, and then 9% sinker as well. Sinker is 95.8 average velocity. Uh, Four pitches over a 30% whiff rate, which is uh, crazy. The sinker, it's 30.6% whiff, which you typically do not see from a sinker. Slider is 38.2%. Curveball is 42%, and the changeup is 38%. So tons of swing and miss, obviously uh, phenomenal stuff. A Pretty uh, uncomfortable, speaking of uncomfortable at-bats, Edward Cabrera is an uncomfortable at-bat because he doesn't always know where it's going. He certainly walks a ton of guys, or he has so far this year. But the stuff is so good that he gets tons and tons of swings and miss. So Edward Cabrera... um, you know, has no hit stuff. We'll see how the Mariners do. Uh, If I'm approaching Edward Cabrera as a hitter or a manager or hitting coach, I'm taking as many pitches as I can, uh, at least in the beginning of the game to see if his command and control is there. Um, Because the way to beat him is not, you're not going to hit the ball all over the yard against Cabrera. If his stuff is decent um today, it's going to be because you get runners on base and you get some clutch hits. So, Hopefully the Mariners take a bunch of pitches, get deep into counts with him, especially at the beginning of the game, uh, and then hunt. I guess you're hunting fastball, but but you know, you might be getting change up. His end zone rate is only 41%. That's 7.5% lower than league average. It means he's just missing his zone a ton. Uh, zone contact is right about average against chase contact against is 13% lower than league average. So when hitters chase balls out of the strike zone against Edward Cabrera, they are 13% um, less successful in making contact. So again, there that's uh, a number demonstrating that swing and miss stuff from Cabrera. 52% first pitch strike, which is 8% lower than league average. Um, and you compare that to George Kirby, uh, who is, 10% above league average first first pitch strike. So very opposite um, approaches, very opposite. Not that Cabrera is intentionally throwing first pitch balls, but he's always kind of working from behind because of that number. And then 33.7% whiff, which is uh, 9% above league average. So swing and miss stuff, pretty wild. Electric stuff from Edward Cabrera against maybe a half, half-notch below in terms of quality of stuff from George Kirby, but the best control and command of any pitcher in the major league. So contrasting styles, similar movement, similar velocity. Uh if you're a pitching fan, this is a, a really fun game to watch. I'm certainly going to be tuned in. Uh tomorrow's is going to be much of the same with Luis Castillo against Yuri Perez. Should be a lot of fun if the Mariners can take this game, they will have won the series against Miami and be going for the sweep on Wednesday. So we'll see how it goes. Nice game from uh, Bryce Miller. Good to see him get back on track. Uh, we will come to you tomorrow with a recap of tonight's game and a preview of the uh, premier pitching matchup between Castillo and Perez. Thanks for listening, you guys. Again, this is Tino Ganasius in the Mariners cast from Sports Ethos. You can find me on Twitter at Junior 20 tinojr T-I-N-O-J-R-2-0. T-I-N-O-J-R-2-0 and the podcast at Ethos Mariners, E-T-H-O-S-M-A-R-I-N-E-R-S. Take care, y'all. Peace.